0: Big boobs, little boobs, curvy, petite, introvert, extrovert, loud, quiet. You, my friend, perfect. Exactly the way you are right now. I'm Steph, your host, the big-boobed introvert CEO of Confetti Curves, and I'm going to remind you that confidence comes from loving all that you are right now. Shall we get started? Hello and welcome to Confident in Your Curves. And today I have Ant from the A Life Anywhere with me. And so Ant, tell me, what do you love most about yourself right now?
1: Hello, thanks for having me. Um, Okay, what do I love about myself right now? I love... I think that first comes to mind is that I feel strong and capable. I think that's what I love most about me. So in a way that I can just live my life how I want because I just feel like I can give anything a go. I feel like I can, you know, I can be useful in this world. And I think that kind of ties in with one of my greater purposes and it's what I want to do in my life. And so, yeah, that's that's high on my priority list and what I, yeah, one of the things I love about myself.
0: I love that. Is that something (laughs) that you think that you've like had to like have a journey to get towards? Or is it something that you think has kind of always been ingrained in you?
1: Mm. I've always um Hmm. that's a really good question I've been always like done exercise and things like that I've been very sporty as a kid and things but I've never really found much purpose to it and I think also in terms of my body I've never really um tied it into uh like a deeper meaning you know rather than I exercise to look like this it's more like i actually exercise or move my body to feel good and to be strong and i think that gives me drive to my exercise practice so you know i didn't i didn't do strength training for example i haven't done it my whole life literally i started strength training in my 30s and Um, that was probably one of the bigger, um, drivers for me was that I just, I wanted to be, I wanted to maintain moving into my thirties as a strong and capable person. So like, I just, I wanted to be helpful and I like, I'm one of those people. I like getting my hands dirty. I like being hands on. I don't want to be the person that they're like, oh, she's a girl. She can sit back and, you know, watch what we're doing. I want to like get in there. So I think, yeah. That's something that I've definitely developed later because um, I've kind of found my values, I think, in life. And once I found my values, then I could tie in my workouts and my movement practice to my values or how I live my life.
0: And I think that comes across like fundamentally in the A-Life
1: anywhere. Like
0: all of your movement, all of your social media, everything is all about like building strength and movement into the future like I've never seen a post that's like you know workout body for now it's like you know here's some tips on how to get off the floor so that you know into your 60s you've still got that movement practice was that one of the like founding principles when you were starting the
1: A Life? Um, It kind of just developed actually because I'm an osteopath and I've been an osteo for like 15 years now. And so when I got into osteopathy, it was more like I wanted to help people recover from injuries, or I wanted to help people when they're really sick and get, you know, get over pain or injury, things like that. And then I kind of started treating and I was like, I feel like I'm just putting band-aids on people. I'm just kind of helping them, you know, do like feel better for the moment. And then, so when we went online, I feel like I had an opportunity, I kind of found myself in the fitness industry and because we obviously were teaching movement and I found that the whole fitness industry is flooded on, um, yeah, their whole mentality is move to, you know, crush this or look a certain way or, you know, shred this and like just the wording they use and things like that and whereas I, come from a perspective of just moving to feel good and that's that can literally be your only why and that's okay and I think yeah like you can get it when you're in your 20s I feel like you know you can you're not really thinking about the future you can get away with thrashing your body and you don't really feel you don't really notice whether you feel good or bad it's all good you recover quickly but you can't get away with that in your 30s and then so you think maybe you start to realize it's probably I'm in my 30s so I start to realize like okay what's actually going to be good for me moving forward I don't want to be the one with the hip replacements or the needing the knee surgeries or things like that so what can I do now to to feel better for the next 30, 40, 50 years.
0: And I think I myself have always been like a non-sporty kind of person. So I've really struggled with exercise and finding things. And I've definitely found coming into my thirties, like I can look in the wrong direction and my neck hurts for a week. And... But the thing that I love about the A Life, on Friday, I did the 10 minute YouTube that you have for like office workers, and my whole body, like for the rest of the day, felt so much better. And it was just a simple 10 minutes that was in a supportive atmosphere, just a YouTube in my lounge room, and it yeah. fundamentally made me feel so much better. And I, like, it just, yeah, it's something that I don't find a lot of people have in the fitness industry.
1: Yeah, I mean, I love that because I think that's the other thing is if you're coming from doing, like, not much, like, you're not, like, a sportier, you don't like going to gyms, it's suddenly like, okay, I want to feel better. Do I have to take a program? Do I have to turn up to a gym or take this like advanced? Do I have to be a yogi now? Like you kind of have to feel like, oh, which label am I going to put on myself? And it's I think I just yeah, one of the things that I want to share more is that no you can just start moving more in general like that can be the first thing like if you're doing not doing anything you can go for a walk every day that's that's a great first step and then if you're got that more that routine of walking every day you can start adding in some movement snacks into your day maybe that's a 10 minute chair routine or maybe it's just a couple of stretches or maybe it's a 15 minute mobility session where or sitting on the floor like even this these things are going to make us feel better. And you don't have to like take this big commitment or put this big label on yourself. And I think it's, yeah, just a nice, um yeah for anyone listening if you're doing if you're like been stirring on like what do i sign up to or what do i take on it's like you can actually start right now and do something really really small i mean we all have a body we all can move and it's just the little things and i think that like what you said the little movements is what prevents you from like that, like, wry neck or the, you know, the back that gets thrown out or something like that.
0: Yes, 100%. And I think I first – the first kind of, like, A-life thing that I did was the strength – I think Mm -hmm. it was the strength six weeks. And the first session I – felt so overwhelmed because I was like I can't finish any of these reps and like the way that you present them is like just do as many as you can and keep going and Mm -hmm. I have tried so many like six-week programs before where I've just felt like I'm a failure because I can't do this and the person's like well you know you're not going to lose weight or you're not feeling like following this diet plan and so I give up straight away and I think that a lot of people feel this kind of instant pressure of like well it's a six weeks challenge to lose weight whereas I really loved that it was six weeks to like a more strength, uh, strong you rather than kind of like. Yeah. You
1: know, yeah. And I mean, you group. can do that like for long. Like, you don't, uh, you know, we called it six weeks because we progressed it, but literally, like, if you know I I always try and encourage people to start where you're at and it's like okay if because I think we kind of have in society this like all or nothing approach so it's either like I give this a go and I go all in and I commit hardcore and I don't miss a day or I do like nothing (laughs) and it's like like it does like most people are gonna fail like you're setting us literally setting yourself up for failure by like giving yourself such high expectations and that kind of thing whereas if you lower the bar and like regress it's kind of like you know a push-up for example you know people won't do uh will just avoid push-ups especially girls we avoid push-ups I don't know it's just this thing yeah (laughs) (laughs) but but I mean like there's so many ways to do it you could do a standing push-up and build your five sets of five uh, against your your table and then if you can do five sets of five for a few weeks then you can lower you can go on like the second step and then you can go to your knees and then it's suddenly like it's so achievable it's not like this I'm just not a push-up person sort of thing yeah. <laughs> <laughs> push-ups and it, take no talent <laughs>
0: exactly. and I think we yeah we've 100% gotten to this mel- like this mentality of like 75 hard where it's like you know you're gonna like go oh. hard and you're gonna commit to it and it's just it's a bad mentality and it's so unachievable for so many yeah. people that you get so deflated like two days in you're like I can't do this and so I'm yeah. gonna give up and stop trying altogether
1: And I mean, even if you make it to the end, that thing is crazy, by the way. (laughs) Even if you make it to the end, like when you stop like obviously those results are going to start backtracking and you're going to feel terrible about yourself so it's just it's just this terrible terrible cycle that we like throw ourselves on and I think that's the thing I want people to realize like enough is enough like I've done all that in my 20s I've been through every like short program I've done all these stupid diets and it's like uh, and it's enough like now it is about like taking care of my body and just trusting that if I follow what feels good I will have the perfect body for me and that's not what Nike thinks or Adidas thinks or you know all those things it's like the perfect body for me is the one that I feel good in and so that's that's what I want to achieve now and that's not that's going to look completely different to everyone else. And I think it's also a body created with
0: love not hate like I spent a lot of my 20s like working out because I hated my body and it was like well if I punish myself and I restrict myself then I will look great and then I will be worthy of love rather than I love my body so I'm gonna like take care of it into the future
1: yeah a hundred percent because we I even hear this lingo of like I uh, I need to earn this Um, Thing that I'm going to eat or like I had this so therefore I've got to like make it up sort of thing and it's just that that, as soon as you have that mindset it takes you out of that um, it becomes like this grind as opposed to a movement practice is why I always call it a movement practice is what we do because it's a practice that so a practice you keep up consistently don't drop a practice if you miss a week you come back the following week it's not um, not something that's like starts and ends. You're always consistently trying to get better at it as well. So, you know, wherever you're at now, you're, it's not a, um, just a burn burn for that moment and then you do it again burn for that moment but you still might have really crappy form doing that thing and you still might not feel good afterwards but a practice you start to evolve and get better and you focus on just moving better focus on trying to be a better mover as opposed to um yeah like that whole like guilt and all that terrible
0: thing. yeah like i need to run 5k so that you know i can get dessert tonight when it's like No, that's unsustainable and it's such an unhealthy way of thinking about it.
1: Yes, 100%. And I mean, those like really intense workouts, especially for women, they can really work against us as well. If you have any autoimmune issues, if you've ever had things like chronic fatigue or something that's really depleted your system, um, adrenal fatigue, which is burnout, is really common for people who are in corporate or have stressful jobs or have a stressful life. Your movement practice, your exercise, is also a stress. So, you know, how you, um, you know, receive a stressful text message, the chemicals that happen when you read that stressful that really bad text message and your body kind of starts to thump that's the same chemicals that happen when you do like an intense exercise workout so if you already have a really stressful life um, a really stressful job and then you go and you go to your f45 class and you have a stressful workout it's like the quickest way to burn out
0: Basically. Yeah. And it's just like more stress, which is like half the, like what we do not need.
1: (laughs) No, I like, yeah, 90% of people don't need more stress in their body. And often they'll, think that that's that what they're doing and it's hard because they're trying to do the right thing but they're not actually giving their body a chance to kind of catch up and um that's that's where we start to improve is when your nervous system and your muscular system can can meet they're not kind of working against each other 100% mm.
0: I love this i think it's such yeah. a it's <laughs> such a perspective change that i think once you finally have that click it can just be life changing really
1: totally and it becomes it becomes part of your life it's not something that i think that's the other thing it's just making it a a high priority a high value of your life and if you one of those highest values in your life is to be healthy or like to be thriving or full of energy if that's any of those then you need to have a sustainable movement practice not a practice that is only going to last um you know you want to find something that you can literally do for the rest of your life. And if to do that, number one, you have to somewhat enjoy it. Like you have to have fun. Like I, for me, like running is like not fun. Like I just, I, I, (laughs) I applaud the people who love running and I actually do think you know like walking and running it's a nap where we're designed to do that but for me I hate it and it would I would just like set myself up to fail if I wanted to give myself a marathon goal or something like that (laughs) so you have to find something you love first or something you find fun and then um, it has to be sustainable. 100%. 100%. Yeah. Like
0: my <laughs> highlight of my every day is taking my dogs for a walk. And I have two dogs. One of them is called Daisy and I just call her Daisy Dortles because we she do is. a three-kilometre walk every morning and it takes us 50 minutes. Like it is a slow walk, but it is like it's being outside, it's grounding, and it is just a morning movement. So it starts the day yeah. in kind of like fresh air and a whole – like there's plenty of time to think on the, the Doodle.
1: And it's just a great way. That's so helpful. Like, it's so helpful for, really, for everybody because you're ticking so many boxes by doing that. You're, you're getting up and getting your lymphatic system moving, which is, you know, the circulatory system in the body that doesn't have a pump. It's not like our blood supply that has a pump. Our lymphatic system, we have to, walk or move in order for it to cycle and move through the body, which is one of the things that gets rid of toxins and stuff out of the body. So we need, so you're doing that, then you're getting outside. So you're getting light exposure, which is going to be amazing for your sleep. You're then, um, getting, Sunlight, hopefully on your skin. So, you know, hopefully you're getting some vitamin D as well. So I always try and encourage people. Like I used to be the type of person who'd wear like layers and things. It's getting a bit cold in Melbourne, but I now I'm always the shorts person because I want to get literally just because I want to get vitamin D. Um, and so you're doing that, which is great. And then sometimes people ask me like what pace walk should I be going for? And it's really Depends on what you're trying to do. Like in your morning you might be also ticking off your like mindfulness box, you know, which is like, okay, you're you wanna be like calm and you wanna have time for you, so without distractions. So it doesn't if that's your intention, then you don't need to set some crazy pace. If it is for your like kind of low grade cardio, then maybe You will. But, um, yeah, I love that you do that because that's definitely something you can keep up lifelong. And, like, I really notice the days where I
0: don't do it because it is that mindfulness. Like, last week it was super rainy in Canberra. And I was like, oh, well, dogs were put on a raincoat and we're still going out. And, like, it just – just the whole mindfulness of just having that peace and quiet and, like, you're out in nature and just – free to think is just a great way to start the mornings
1: so good yeah and you tip the nature box too so good applause <laughs> to you <laughs> so many good things and yeah that is totally gonna change the trajectory of your day when you do that It's amazing me. yeah would you so have any cool. tips
0: for anyone out there who haven't really like that are uh, trying to introduce a movement practice into their day coming from nothing or coming t- from moving to this shift to more of that like I love myself so I want to introduce a movement practice into my life
1: yeah okay so first kind of like what I said before is really start where you are at you know don't try and um take like five steps forward um like I think I spoke to someone the other day and they were telling me that they don't they wanted to start yoga and They don't, they do it every so often. And then they were like, oh, I really need to carve out an hour and a half every morning to do my yoga practice. And I was like, But if you're not doing any yoga right now, it's very unlikely that you're going to be able to maintain an hour and a half yoga practice. So it's first I would say is meet yourself where you're at and be okay with that. We all have shit going on. We all have highs and lows in life and that stuff all gets in the way of sometimes our self-care practice. It gets in the way of um, how we treat and talk to ourselves. And I think sometimes we just need a little bit of self-compassion and be, um, yeah, just be like, okay, this is where I'm at, but I'm willing to start now. And I, I think people do underestimate that small little bit you can do every day, which is gonna make a huge difference. So I would much prefer that someone did 10 minutes of something, whether that's a walk, whether that's a mobility practice, um, a yoga flow Uh, 10 minutes every day than an hour and a half intense workout once or twice a week because just doing that movement every day it's going to allow your body to adapt a lot better to movement so I would say that um, and then also just about making it a habit I think that's another really important thing when you're starting a new intention is being like uh, you know, motivation and that kind of—I uh, don't really like to say willpower—but when you always have to think about when am I going to fit it in. When am I going to find time for it? It's hard work. Whereas if you just feel like get your schedule out and figure out when can I make it really easy for me? When What time of day am I most energized? Um, usually I really encourage people to do something in the morning because that's when our cortisol is higher naturally and we're probably more energized then. Um but finding a way to to make it a habit, to make it easy. Um, Getting someone to support you, um, you know, having either someone in your household or um, a friend who you can say, I'm going to commit to this, can you check in on me? We're gonna hold, let's do this together. I find you set yourself up for a little bit more success when you get someone else on board and someone that you you trust. and then just that mindset shift of really getting clear on your why so why do like for me like i shared it right at the start like i love that i'm strong and capable so i can be useful in this world that's that's mine i want to go help people i want to when someone's moving their house i want to be the one <laughs> lifting their bed out or whatever that makes or carrying a, all the
0: groceries from, <laughs> back from the car
1: at one go <laughs> yes you saw that real <laughs> yeah and i mean like even like a a few months ago, me and Marty went hiking and um, there was this like lady, we got lost in, uh, we were in the Grampians and we got lost. And there was this older lady who got lost with us and she fractured her wrist when she was climbing down these Lots We were on a pathway that we shouldn't have been on. And she couldn't get, back oh, like she was stressing herself out and so we had to help her like literally like help her get over the rocks and carry her over and me and Marty like I can't tell you how good we felt afterwards because we were like we used our bodies that we've been training for a while now to help this lady and she was so appreciative because at the time she was quite stressed and you know panicky because it was like getting late and was stuck in the middle of the Grampians but like you know a week later she found us on the A life and she sent us a a coffee card gift voucher just to say like thank you, you know, I wouldn't have been able to get out of that without you guys and um, yeah, that really like sings to my, my why so you know, maybe yours is you know, if it used to be Um, to fit into this wedding outfit or if it used to be that think about what you can shift there is it um, because you want to play on the floor with your kids or maybe your kid plays your children play sport and you want to be able to do that with them for years to come Or your grandkids whatever that is for you um that's often one maybe you love gardening and you want to be able to sit and kneel and squat in the garden without you know being ko'd for the next day (laughs) or something like that you know it's really different for everyone but if you can tap into that why that is what's going to help you have that longevity and that sustainable practice Definitely. And I think yeah. an amazing
0: example of like how functional your body was, was when you went and volunteered up with the floods. Like
1: that's, yeah, that was another great one is like being, you know, like I messaged my friend when uh, um, the New South Wales floods were, and I said, Oh, you know, can we help at all? And she's like, Oh, we need labor. And I was like, Oh, okay yeah we could do that and yeah like we were able to carry things for like old people and you know be helpful in that way um and yeah that that number one like ticked off my my why and my purpose
0: yeah even like your ability to squat to like scrub walls like,
1: <laughs> like <laughs> yeah
0: in view position <laughs>
1: (laughs) yeah many like like, yeah I mean when you get older you want to keep cleaning your house you know these things actually become really important like look at your own grandparents and things like that and think about what now can you do that's going to make you feel better than in better shape than where they are and a lot of the time when we kind of hit 30 we start to lose muscle mass that's just how our body works and that doesn't mean you can't gain muscle mass but we have to work really really hard to, to keep it on. And so one of, you know, although like having a, you know, we talked about walking and having a bit of a, Uh, movement snacks through your day but I really do encourage people to think about adding in some strength training or start developing strength training now it can be really really simple it doesn't have doesn't mean you even have to go to a gym Um, but if you start now then 60 year old you 70 year old you is going to be like really in better shape like my parents now they're in their 70s and they're just now learning strength training for the first time (laughs) and so it's a lot harder because they don't learn those patterns so if you learn those patterns now like you learned them strength unlocked like we did a squat and a hinge and it's not that um crazy but it's um something that takes time to develop
0: and you definitely feel all of the muscles that you never realized like i never realized that i had i was like oh <laughs> that's yeah annoying. and even just simple things like um moving your feet and getting that strength back in your feet is just yeah incredible <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, look, it comes back to... um you know thinking more about like how we were designed to move and coming back to that and being like okay what have I neglected in my like last 10 years that I now need to pay more attention to like for me that was like 100% my feet I used to dance and I used to wear these like high top shoes and like Nike high tops and things and I used to sprain my ankles all the time because of these high top shoes and so then I kind of started training I was like I need to address my feet and so I started to um you know wear more minimal footwear and spend more time barefoot that's another really simple way to take care of um take care of your feet is to let let nature do its thing and just spend more time barefoot I think
0: that's one of the one of the, uh, the slim benefits of all these lockdowns and things I barely wear shoes and now when I have to it's like Oh yeah I mean, you I feel it right so it's terrible and especially when it can't just be like sneakers it's like you know put on like your office shoes. it's like
1: yeah I'm sorry to? to like the fashionistas listening yeah. because it's a sad truth that like I'm now terrible wearing heels at like weddings when I have to I look like a giraffe walking yeah. because I've just I've forgotten how to wear heels and look it's okay on the occasion of course but really thinking about more of um, what you do all the time. So, you know, if you walk to work, you know, take a really good pair of flats and walk there and change if you have to, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, um, little tip is to wear clothes that are more um, you're able to move more. That's a nice, really easy one. If you're wearing like stiff and rigid clothes, you're going not going to be able to move in many ranges of motion. So, like you wouldn't have been able to do that little chair routine, I'm sure, if you were in like a tight suit, for example. <laughs> I
0: was yeah. very luckily in trackies and a hoodie. <laughs> yeah,
1: perfect. <laughs>
0: oh, so good. But it also make, makes you feel better in like comfier clothes. Like I have really noticed that I don't have anywhere near as many like negative thoughts about my body wearing clothes that are comfy or stretchy because you don't have that like oh you know like my belly's folded over my like waistband or like my brows digging in or things like that. I think it also helps with your mentality about yourself
1: as well. Yeah, just wear what feels good. If you feel shitty in something or if it's constantly reminding you of some little insecurity you have. Like think about what thoughts that you have every time and be like, okay, what can I do to change that? Normally it's environment. Think about like your environment. So change the clothes that, that you wear so that you always feel, you know what, I think it's that you always feel like you and that that's I think the most important thing like someone might feel really amazing like wearing those little cool brands and stuff like it's not (laughs) me (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah. but it has to be you it has to be authentically you so if you really need to like kind of let go of what society thinks looks good and be like what actually feels authentic to me what would I want to wear and that's exactly the same as your movement practice as well if your movement practice doesn't feel more like you then you need to look at it and find something that that really does maybe it's like a 80s aerobics class like some people (laughs) they love that stuff um other people the popularity of zumba with the old ladies like yeah (laughs) you gotta find something as fun definitely yeah (laughs) yeah I love it (laughs) so
0: you've always been a sporty person have you ever had a kind of situation where you've found like the motivation was lacking and you really had to like go or not even motivation but the kind of inspiration to keep those like movement practices was difficult
1: yeah so in high school I was always dancing and always doing sports right so it was very easy for me to be active because and I didn't even think really think of that as exercise to me that was just like that's just me living my best life I go to dance and I play sport with my friends do aerobics whatever I was doing but then when I like finished school I and finished and I think I danced through uni so kind of finished uni too I was kind of like oh, what's this? I see people go to gyms and suddenly they're doing these like workouts. I was like, what, what is this? And I, I would go to a gym and like pick something up and put it down. And then I'd be like, what else? What's she doing? Oh, she's doing, <laughs> she's doing that exercise. I'll do something like that. And it just felt terrible. Like I was just like, I actually hate this. I just.
0: <laughs> just overwhelming. Like I do not feel safe in a gym, like not safer than like something bad's going to happen to me. But, like, my anxiety flares and I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. Are people judging me? Is this, like yeah it's just an overwhelming process like I kind yeah. of get out of the
1: car I mean look sometimes you have to try it on and f- see if you feel that feeling then that's not that's a feeling that means like n- maybe you need an environment that's gonna better suit you I, I mean I can remember going to a Bikram yoga class and trying to find yoga and I think my friend who took me she fainted afterwards because it was so hot in the class oh <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like what is this this can't be exercise this is <laughs> what we're saying- aiming for right <laughs> no I'm like this is meant to be isn't gentle and um you know inviting and I think that's when I did find the the yoga that I practice is strala yoga which is a kind of a movement-based yoga but um Tara Styles, which is the girl that runs it in New York she's very much like just um be you don't have to perform or just be you and be welcoming and you know that's, that's kind of the, you actually can move and be around that environment. And I remember going to her class and she's kind of a bit of a celebrity ish thing. And she was like, came up and talked to me and she was, um, just talking to everyone else. Everyone was chatting before the class. And I'm like, Oh wow. I thought people sat, you know, like this in a yoga class in silent meditation. And I was just like, okay, this is something different. This is, this feels a little, and she does her yoga to just like music that I resonated with. It was just kind of like some different beats and things like that, or songs that I knew. And I, it just made me. Um, realize that it doesn't have to be forced and pushed and I think that was one of my biggest lessons through all that obviously I tried a lot of things you can as you can hear <laughs> it was just like it, this no pain no gain mentality like actually it doesn't have to be like that and how you move is usually going to reflect how you live your life or how you do every day so I kind of started thinking okay, if how I move is, and that's one of the things that Tara taught. I'm like, if how I treat myself in movement is going to be reflective of how I move every day, how do I want that to look? Because I definitely don't want to be thrashing myself in in exercise and then taking that into my day as well. So I started, um, yeah, just started exploring and just moving in a way that felt good for me. And I think that's how we've kind of come to where we are now and how we practice and it's really just a a balancing practice of kind of yin and yang and realizing that yes it's okay it can be fun to kind of push yourself that's all good but you also need that kind of Calm and grounding practice as well. Um, I don't know if that answered your question, but I forgot no, what right. the question what <laughs> it even was. <laughs> but yes, I 100% <laughs> felt lost in my exercise practice and ended up just doing kind of nothing in the end. I was just like, I really don't know what to do. So I think for like a year, I kind of did absolutely nothing, which um, made me realize when I started exercising again, Moving, I started doing strength training. I was so weak. Like, I actually, from when I was a kid, um, because I was very active, I kind of have like I look strong. (laughs) I don't want to like like great conditioning. (laughs) As a baby, my mom used to be like, look at her muscles. I'm like, Mom, they're not muscles. But anyway. I, I look strong and I, you know, I could get away with like kind of looking athletic, but actually I could not hang for literally like a second. Like we did a natural movement course. I can remember and the the task was to hang for I think 30 seconds and I had no upper body strength I literally I'm like as a kid I used to be the best at the monkey bars or that kind of thing like I used to love the monkey bars and I found I don't know if you're listening to this go and try hanging on the monkey bars it's really hard (laughs) and so I was like okay challenge accepted that's something fun that I want to gain I'm like I can put my focus in that so I started practicing hanging and that's literally where I started with my upper body strength
0: yeah that's an amazing start and like how many playgrounds around here that you can just like go and start yeah I know I'm gonna tomorrow morning on my walk the dogs are gonna get yeah great view of me falling off the monkey bars Uh, (laughs)
1: can you post it please (laughs) (laughs) it's it's it was a big eye-opener for me when I went to hang and um that's really like you know talking about where you are at such a good upper body exercise is just being able to take your body weight because you're working on grip strength and upper shoulders it's so good for your back um and so here's a tip if you do it and you realize like oh my gosh i can't take my feet off the ground that's totally fine you just hang like grip onto the bars to put your toes on the ground and just bend your knees and take as much weight off your toes so maybe you're on your tippy toes so take as much weight into your arms and you know give yourself a timer of maybe 30 seconds and you can do a couple of rounds but that's how that's how you build it
0: okay Uh we're going to like film this and it's going to be hilarious. It's like, give it a go.
1: Yeah. And it's fun. Like, you know, it's
0: something different. Exactly. And I think that's like so much a big part of it is making it fun and enjoyable. And so you can have a laugh if you fall off the monkey bars kind of thing. It's not a stressful, like, you know, I didn't lift weights like the same as the girl in front of me at the gym kind of thing.
1: Yeah, totally. And yeah, it's, it feels also more, um, Like, I know the word functional gets thrown around a lot, but, you know, as a human, like, what are the basic human positions that you know we should get into that uh, we should be able to do so taking like hanging and taking your own body weight like when you think about like being able to hang from a tree branch or a monkey bar or something like that's something we were actually designed to do things like sitting in a deep squat that's another one so it's another good <laughs> test for yourself is to get on the floor and see like you used to be able to do it as a toddler we actually learned to squat before we learn to walk so can you do a deep squat like and these are just really simple. <laughs> do you reckon you can't do it? Oh no, I definitely can't.
0: I, I am the worst squatter ever. My hips just like are the worst. They get so much pain. And then I'm like, yeah. oh, that's too hard. And it's like, no, I really should just kind of learn to do it yeah. properly.
1: So if you find it really difficult to get your heels down, just roll up a towel
0: mm-hmm.
1: or a book or something and put it underneath your heels. So you elevate your heels because a lot of the time we're stuck in our hips or our calves are shortened because of wearing heels all for our life. Um, and so that will take a lot of the pressure out. And then again, over time, you slowly decrease the amount that's underneath your heels until you reach a deep squat. So like, they're just really, to after yeah, we've got <laughs> lots of projects to work on and those projects are like such a good focus point. Cause they're just going to make you uh, a better mover.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, I, <laughs> I currently don't have a dining table. And I had a friend come over on Saturday night and I was like, Oh, just FYI, I don't have a dining table. Mm. And she's a yoga teacher. She's like, I eat dinner on the floor every night. Like it is so good for you. And we literally sat on the floor and I was like, this is amazing like yep. I, I don't even need the dining table
1: yeah I love that I actually had a dining table once that my parents gave me and I cut the legs off it just to make it like more like a little coffee table and they were so angry at me because <laughs> I didn't tell them and I'm very extreme with these things I'm like <laughs> we're living this furniture free life now <laughs> so I did that um but you know I kind of encourage like even our students in the A Life anywhere to have at least one meal on the floor so you you know just grabbing a coffee table and maybe it's just your breakfast or your lunch choose at least one meal to sit on the floor and eat because you have to get on the floor you have to get up off the floor that's movement that's exercise um and you know i first got that idea from um i don't know if you've heard of the blue zones have you ever heard of that no so they're like these um places in the world where um there's a high population of centenarians so people who live over a hundred and um there's a place called okinawa in japan and there's some a lot of centenarians in that area so they did some studies to find out like what do they do like what's their life look like and there's many things in terms of like their diet and lifestyle and relationships and community things like that but one of the things is they sit on the floor to eat their meals for their all three meals so you know whether they're 90 100 um, they will prepare their meal come sit onto the ground eat their meal and get up so if you're doing that from now till you're 100 like imagine your hips knees and ankle mobility that's you know been trained over that time So that's That's really cool. Because I couldn't, like, my stepdad's
0: 70. I could not imagine him, like, sitting on the floor to eat a meal. Like, it would take all three of us to, like, lift him back up again. (laughs) Yeah.
1: <laughs> but like I tell my, even my mom, I'm like, just take your time, like lean onto the couch, come on down. A lot of the time it's just because we don't have the patience to, or that, you know, we're not able to slow down. I think that's another like really key thing with this is, you know, going back to like the F45s or, you know, not that there's anything wrong with F45, but they're like an in and out workout. You, you go in straight away at your time, you smash out the workout and you leave and you go back to your job or whatever ever no time to stop and think about what you even did and i think that rushing mentality is um also not really serving us in this stressful world so being able to actually just slow down and think about how can i do this better like how can i get on the ground in a better way how can i get up off the ground in a better way or a different way imagine if every time you got up and down off the ground you went in a different variation, then you're like changing things up in your body, um, getting stronger in different ways, exposed in your body to different ranges of motion, and literally you haven't even exercised; it's just movement.
0: That's such a really good tip because uh, you know I, you oh, I always get up the exact same way, but there's so many other yes. alternate ways that I could be
1: moving. Totally, we have so many habits where we just do the same thing. Um, yeah multiple times just because that's just we get used to it or we don't really think about it but if you just bring a little bit more intention to how you move and often in order to do that you just have to slow down and I've got a little thing where I tell people it, slow down uh, then like breathe first just take a deep breath is always a good idea and then just feel, feel notice how you feel and then respond so let's say you're at work and you know you take my advice and you do that little okay I'm busy here but I'm just going to take a minute to slow down take a deep breath notice how I feel and be like oh actually I've got a tight neck I didn't even notice that I could have been working all day and not notice okay what can I do like how can I respond to that is it a neck circle or is it maybe I need to get up and kind of shake it off and come back down again so we're able to move always move better when we slow down
0: Definitely. And it's yeah. such a like, yeah, yeah. it uh,
1: sounds so simple, but we just don't do it usually. I know. No, 100%. I You might even have to like put a post-it like, on your computer or something to remind you because it's just ingrained in us to just push, keep going. Or um, like even I'm totally guilty of this is just like, I'll just push through and deal with it later. So maybe your hip's tight or your back's sore and you've got this like deadline and it's like, I'm just going to push through and do this later. But, you know, if we just stop there and take a moment, we'll be so much better for it. Definitely. Yeah. What would you say is your like self-love routine? Or do you even have one? Yeah. Um, Well, I feel like for me, like self-love comes in like many, many forms. Like, I know like a lot of people see as like self-love as I'm gonna take a bath or I'm going to what's another like really typical my self-love. skincare thing. routine. Or- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I I just feel like it doesn't need to like necessarily look like that. Like if I move my body, for me, that's self-love because I'm investing in myself. If I roll my feet out with a ball that's self-love I know some people might not see that as self-love but um you know whenever I'm sort of taking care of me like I feel like self-love can be in any moment if I'm talking to you here and as I'm talking I take a deep breath and I just check in and how I feel like that's self-love what I just taught you then that slow down breathe feel respond that's self-love because it you could do that any time of the day I don't need to block off an hour to have a bubble bath I can actually um, easily do that in any moment so um, yeah I'd really try and practice that as that whole just more consistently or as often as possible and just those little micro moments
0: Love it. it's like honoring yourself in every moment where you need it
1: yeah. And it, we, the thing is, we don't do it. Like we just, until we get to that moment where we're like, oh, I'm going to have a bath tonight. I oh, know I keep saying a bath. There's nothing wrong with baths, by the way. I love a bath. But <laughs> I love a bath. But if I say, if I already know, like, I'm going to block off an hour for a bubble bath at nighttime, but I'm going to smash myself with deadlines and stress through the whole day. Like, what's the point? Like, that's not um, like we're not honoring ourselves. We're sort of pushing that whole pushing ourselves to the side until we're allowed to take care of ourselves and actually if we just reframe what self-love is taking a little movement break taking five or ten deep breaths you know slow breaths when we feel a bit stressed um, going out for a walk because you hadn't been outside for the day anything, drinking, going and getting a glass of water and because you feel dehydrated or you're thirsty, responding to what we need is self-love, you know, whether you do the bubble bath or not, basically.
0: (laughs) 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 And I think it's also kind of ignoring a little bit of that, like, hustle culture, like, Like, the mm -hmm. get up, grind, do this, got to do the next thing, got to do the next thing, like, ignore yourself and, like, you can carve out this two hours on a Sunday that you're allowed to just do nothing and, like... (sighs) I feel like that was kind of where I, my mindset used to be. It's like I can just push through like my 5 days of the week and I'll get there and then by the end of the weekend just so burn out
1: anyway that it's not self-love. It's just exhaustion yeah i know yeah if it's not sustainable like then what's the point really and i just feel like it can we can actually make it more accessible to to everyone like you don't need to go out anywhere it doesn't need to be extravagant of course occasionally it can be but um you know you can literally practice it right now just by taking a big deep breath like i think we never do that as a society. So just doing that is gonna be already like looking after yourself. Definitely.
0: I know for me, when I get into bed at night, I have an awesome uh, red light that you recommended. And I like, the first thing I do is I turn that on, turn off all my lights and I just do the four calming, like deep, like count for four in, count for four out breaths. And it's such an overwhelmingly relaxing feeling. Like you're just kind of like, okay, I'm now in this like routine for sleep. And it completely changes the mood and you're like, okay, now I can read my book for a little while and I'm asleep in like 10 minutes. Whereas like... You know, the going to
1: bed with a phone, two hours. Yeah, that that is. See, that's the thing. Like, if you did the bubble bath, but then you go on your phone and just distract yourself for an hour, like you're kind of undoing all this good work that you did. Whereas a self-care routine, like where you know, you know, a blue light putting a red light on people might not think that self-love but the impact the downstream impact that that's having on your sleep which is then going to help your recovery which is also going to help your mood and that's that kind of rollover effect like for me I'm really consistent on when I go to bed <laughs> so I go to bed at like the same time every night and sometimes that means that I leave leave a party or a dinner like (laughs) on time (laughs) you know I don't let myself kind of stay I mean occasionally I will but to me that's self-love because I know how good I'm gonna feel the next day whereas we can just reject ourselves so many times in those moments and you know when you do it's also like how you then talk to yourself when you've scrolled on the phone for an hour is also the self-love is also being like ah shit I acknowledge that I'm human um you know I'll do better next time and we move forward and so not also beating yourself up when you don't do the thing I think is also really really important but just having that self-dialogue to yourself that's meeting yourself where you're at having that kind of compassion and being like you know what we'll do do better next time.
0: Definitely. I think one of the biggest lessons I learned from one of my friends <clears throat> was talk to yourself how you would talk to one of your friends. Like, yes, the amount of like, like self-loathing things that I used to say to myself. And I was like, I would never say that to any other human being, like not even my worst enemy would I speak to like that. So why am I t- like talking to myself that way? I
1: have, it's a big mindset. yeah that's huge yeah and I I 100% agree with that is how even how you take care of yourself like in a moment when you feel stressed like what would you tell your friend would you say sit at that computer and keep doing that work <laughs> Do like you'd be like yeah <laughs> you'd be like no like take be easy on yourself you know why don't you finish early and go for a walk why don't you You know take a few deep breaths why don't you have a cup of tea like yeah those little things that's a really really nice reminder definitely yeah Yeah. I love that it's
0: it's such a simple like thing that you just don't think of until someone says it to you and you're like yep no that actually like makes a huge change
1: yeah it really does and I think even even how you know we're talking about movement but even how you move like if you're like Struggling with an exercise, would you tell your friend to like push through to the end, or would you be like, Well, is there a better way you could do it? And you know, the finding a, a better way in that moment, it's always comes down to how can you feel better, really? Definitely,
0: <laughs> and it's not a punishment, yes, life no. should not be punishing,
1: no, never. <laughs>
0: Well, thank you so much for being here today, and it has been <laughs> amazing for having um, me. That was fun. You can come back anytime; it's been amazing. Mm. Where can people find you, and what is anything that you'd like to plug? <laughs>
1: yeah um well we're mostly on instagram so you can find us at the underscore a underscore life on instagram and um yeah we have a movement membership which is yeah it's now like a global community of of people or movers anyone who wants to move with us and kind of adopt our philosophy of movement called the a life anywhere where we've got live classes and recorded classes of that real kind of yin and yang balance that we talked about from strength training to um morning movement and mobility and um yoga as well so that's um yeah that's what we mainly do and yeah everyone is welcome if you yeah come and message me on instagram if you have any questions i love chatting to people (laughs) and the amazing thing
0: is you've been doing it on the road like you have set up such a an amazing lifestyle that's like really cool to watch on instagram you and marty going on adventures and like living the a life
1: literally anywhere yeah it's kind of been a bit of a dream we had a studio for five years and um i think yeah with the lockdowns and everything it was kind of this blessing in disguise and we just wanted to go for it and so yeah now we teach our classes wherever we are and it's it's cool my i've got marty my husband he's like does all the tech stuff for me which is great um and we both teach because we both love movement and um yeah we love like connecting with everyone like we're doing a melbourne movement meetup in a couple of weeks where we kind of meet our members and i hope that we can do that in lots of different cities like soon so yeah that's amazing yeah
0: Thank you so much it's been
1: thank you yeah and I was just thinking like what I wanted to part on people but I guess um, if anything I would just say just Be gentle on yourself, meet yourself where you're at and make movement fun again. So bring back the movement in your everyday, in um, whatever you do and really think about, you know, we discussed about the whys and really just take a moment, maybe even after this episode to get clear on why you want to look after your body, why you want to. take care of the way you move and i think that's gonna like just drive you forward as well that is amazing
0: and i and i think that's super super important finding the why and doing it in a way that feels good not yes anything else
1: yes always feel good
0: Yes.